Hello, all you Lake It Uppers. This is Danny Lake, and you've got Lakeside Seats to another Lake It Up podcast. Got a great guest for us today. So let's, uh, let's like, uh, lake it away with some music. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. There they are, standing in a row. Coconuts, coconuts, coconuts. I don't get it, man. I hear that song every couple of days and it makes me happy, but I still don't understand it at all. But I do have a great guest for you today. Uh, two walkers. We call him Mr. Walker. One of the nicest men you'll, you'll ever meet. He's been involved in the community for a long time. He's been involved in comedy for a long time. I met him on the comedy scene and he always treated me really, really respectfully. And I just uh, really enjoy the guy and you're going to enjoy him too. Atu, how are you doing, man? Doing great. How are you? I've been doing fine. I've been trying to stay healthy. I got my second shot. I'm vaccinated and uh, I'm good to go. That's wonderful. It's really good to hear you got your second shot. I got my second shot too. Uh, yeah, I happen not... to be an essential worker, so I got I got all, I got fully vaccinated by the end of February. So it's it's nice, man. Yeah. I don't. But the part I don't get is I thought you were, we were supposed to get that shot in the arm. The nurse made me pull my pants down. Oh snap! Oh that oh the nurses in their cheeky ways. I'm telling you, she shook, <laughs> she saw two cheekies. It was something, man. But she oh. kicked me right in the butt with oh. that thing. Oh, my goodness gracious. I didn't know they were doing shots in the butts. I heard they were doing <laughs> anal swabs, but I didn't know they were doing shots in the butts. You get the anal swab and a shot in the butt. <laughs> I thought she was going to give me a colonoscopy. I don't get it. Oh, man, these nurses, you know, always trying to do stuff that doctors need to be doing. I'm telling you, when you get old like me, they're liable to do anything to you. But whatever they do, it's, uh, hey, it's better than the, the norm. You know what I mean? I got you. I feel you. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so just a couple of things. To, I want the audience to get to know you a little bit. I mean, I've always had a lot of respect for you because your background and what you do. And I know the comedy stuff we've done together. It's You've always treated me with respect. And I, I've really appreciated that. I know that in uh, about 2002 to 2004, you were over at the Anza College. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. I was uh, I was probably there longer than that. That's probably just the only time I was I was I really wanted to admit to <laughs> but, but I was I was probably over there a lot longer than that. Yeah. My good friend Faco has a joke where it's like you go to the edge of college and you may you may never finish. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, man. But hey, you're learning as you're going. What did you study over there, uh, too? Uh, history. I was at the time when I was going to school there. I wanted to be a teacher, so I, I I I focused on history, and I thought it'd be cool if I became a history teacher. Yeah. Hey, man, you are a teacher. I've learned a lot from you just watching your comedy. So you are teaching. You you made it. Yeah, yeah. In 2004, you worked over at Ben and Jerry's uh, Ice Cream in San Jose. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. My boss at the time, his name is Albert, really emphasized to us, like, the customer service experience is about is how you sell ice cream. It's not necessarily the ice cream. It's about how you treat people when they walk through the door. So, like, I felt like that's the where I learned how to converse with people that I didn't know and have conversations and start conversations. And so... Uh, a lot of my approachability comes from, you know, slanging ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Ice cream slice. <laughs> ben and Jerry's, man, it's the best. Yeah, it's really good ice cream too. High quality ice cream. You know, they 
they brought up organic before organic was a fad. You know, they were they're definitely innovators a lot in, in treating their cows well and and doing the grass fed situation and all that type of stuff. So they they've innovated in a lot of a lot of ways in the industry. So uh, shouts out to Ben and Jerry's. Shout out to Ben and Jerry's. Like actually, when they sold the company, they still have a stake in the company that they have, but. They spend more time now advocating for social issues than they do selling ice cream. And uh, shouts out to Ben and Jerry's for, for doing that. They they definitely are uh, a big part of my life. Yeah, they, they seem like great guys. And I heard that their ice cream has no calories. Is that true? No, exact opposite. If you if you read if you if you read if you if uh, I remember when I was working there, they uh, the, the FDA pushed that thing where you have to post um, all the calories and the nutrition facts and stuff like that. When I found out that a scoop of ice cream had like fifteen hundred calories in it, I was like, oh, oh man. Uh, that's <laughs> no a wonder, no, no wonder I'm packing on the pounds here. <laughs> So did you ever get to meet those guys? Yeah, I got to meet them in San Francisco. They had a big protest for Save Darfur, and our truck was requested. We used to do a mobile truck at the time before. Again, this is before food trucks was a fad. We went out and uh, served free ice cream to all the people that were out there protesting. Yeah. Um, so they they used their muscle to bring joy. And, and that was fun. And we got these saved our Ford t-shirts. Mine was, of course, too small because they only had large available. I don't know why they only had <laughs> too much ice large. cream. <laughs> they only had large available. <laughs> but if you look at my, if you look on my uh, Facebook, um, I definitely have. A, there's a picture of me wearing that saved our Ford shirt. It's green and uh, it's definitely yeah. But I got to meet them there, and I think another time I got to meet them at, a, at another event, but I can't remember exactly where it was yeah i see them on tv doing uh doing different things every once in a while and on different podcasts are they as cool as they seem yeah they're great guys like um i only got to meet them briefly you know like introductions and whatnot but you know you get a sense for a person when you meet them you know like you 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 can definitely like understand where they're at and stuff like that they were kind of looking for directions to go to somewhere or something like that and and me and my buddy were kind of talking to them about it they're they're good people you know they're they're trying to do our their best for the world and that's all we can ask for yeah man that's for sure so in 2004 or so you were you over at uh city year training um you had something to do with city or am i off on that is that right yeah from from the year 2000 uh, year 2000, 2001, I was in City Year. That's how I came to be in San Jose. And then I worked at some other spots for about three years. And then I came back to work at City Year in 2004 to like 2005-ish. And I was their training manager there. Oh, yeah, great. And then So you I did-, did City Year and then I came back and was part of their um, program team. Yeah, that's an important that's an impro- important program for the community. You're doing some good stuff. Mm-hmm. So in and then later on, like 2012, uh, you were doing some register to vote stuff. Yeah, um, after city year, I worked for Public Allies, and then from Public Allies, I took some time off <laughs> from 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 working. Some, <laughs> and then and then. Um, I worked at the airport for a while, and then in 2012, I I did some uh, campaigning for the election, and and then I think after that I worked for Whole Foods for a little while, and then and then yeah, 
Yeah, that's a boy. That's a lot of great experiences. You know, it's funny because those experiences help mold us as people. I know I've had a lot of jobs during my uh, during my life. I'm probably three times as old as you. So I probably had three. Yeah, probably at three that's times. That, if you're three times older than me, bro, you you hitting the century mark there, pretty much. Hey, why do you why do you think the nurse wanted me to pull my pants down? She couldn't fit. She said, "Hey, somebody that old, we got to see what's going on down there, man." <laughs> check under the hood. Check under the hood. And then she's hit me with that shot. Jeez, I jumped oh. a mile. I'm telling you, I still think it was a trick. Yeah. So one of the other important things that uh, you were involved in is, as I understand, and this is something that's near near and dear to my heart, too, is bail reform back in uh, 2016. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Um, on in November of 2013, I was assaulted by some uh, police officers here in uh, San Jose um, when I was going to meet someone for my birthday. And I, I was beat up and then I was put in jail. And then, um, one of the, one of the things that's, that's part of the process, um, for, you know, when you're fighting your cases is, is bail. And then at my bail hearing, the judge was real kind of one of these like stalwarts. He wants to get rid of crime in his community. You know, he was kind of rude to my friends and family. Uh, people have wrote letters, uh, talking about their experiences with me about me being a, a a good person and things like that and most of it was disregarded because we were trying to secure a release of own recognizance and they wouldn't let me get released from my own recognizance and um you know i'm a black dude which just should be obvious to the rest of the world um but um, maybe just to me i don't know but i i'm a <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm bigger. I got wide shoulders. You know, I played football and this and that. But even during the altercation with the police officers, they kind of like made a very, they made a snap judgment about what they felt like I was doing. And they didn't listen to anything that I had to say. And the same thing within the, the bail systems. Um, they don't listen to the actual people that they're doing this stuff around. Uh, they don't listen to... Uh, the people accused of the crimes, they don't, and, and that's the reason why we have so many people falsely incarcerated, um, because they stick them in jail, because of course, if you're poor, um, and this affects poor people the most, not just people of color, but poor people, and if you get thrown into jail, and you're fighting your case, and you can't afford bail, what will end up happening is you stay in jail until your court date. Now, I don't know about you, but like governmental systems don't work that quickly. You know, we all know how long we have to wait in the line for DMV. So, so if you're stuck in jail, what ends up happening? You lose your home, you lose your job, you lose all your means to be able to um, uh, work and function or, or live in society. So you get stuck. So the reason why I became a bail reform advocate, because I was fortunate enough to have someone bail me out so I could fight my case, so I could still continue work, so I could be there for my infant son. There's a lot of people who I was in jail with that didn't get that opportunity, but my bail was also exorbitant. They, my bail was uh, set at $165,000. Holy smoke. Wow. For the cops assaulting me. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's then, crazy. And then in my bail bail um, hearing, it was reduced to half. 
Yeah. So and, the- and that's from having over, I think I had 75 letters from the community in support of, of my, of me as a person, people, people that I knew very close to me, you know, that wrote letters to say, Hey, I'm not a threat to society. And they only reduced it by half. What kind of society would that we living in where that is the case, you know? So yeah. it was, uh, it was pretty tough time for me. Yeah, boy, that must have been just crazy. How old were you at the time, if you don't mind me asking? 2013, 34. 34. I turned 34 in jail. Yeah, wow, that's just crazy. And all the charges were dropped or no? Uh, Yeah, they were eventually dropped in pretrial hearing. Uh, The cop that uh, started my arrest or detention, um, you know, violated my Fourth Amendment rights and my Fifth Amendment rights illegal search and seizure they didn't have any probable cause to detain me and they decided to assault me because i did not comply with their request oh man i'm so sorry for you dude that must have been a horrible experience i i can't imagine yeah well it's okay it's just like one of those things being black in america you never know what uh zebras you're gonna have to ride yeah and you appeared on uh msnbc or or is that right i thought i saw yeah. something yeah tell me yeah, about that what MSNBC was that like talk- oh that was crazy like uh they asked me to be on i think um i think it might be cuomo's brother's show i can't remember the name actually i really don't i don't i don't really look at the clip i wish i should probably put it on my website oh yeah go to my website uh mr com. do that anyway um i don't i have no idea like i don't really remember but um uh debug um who silicon valley debug is an organizing body out here they help family members uh family members of people who are in jail or incarcerated navigate the public defender system and how to get, get advocates and how to get assistance to the people that are um, in jail, especially if they're falsely imprisoned or, or things like that. So they, they do a lot of work to advocate and to help folks get out of jail. I was part of their Crime Safe project at the time. I had worked with them to lobby um, for bail reform in, they had a coalition, statewide coalition that they were part of. And I worked with them on bail reform. I got to meet Common. Um, we got to, I got to meet Lieutenant, Lieutenant Governor Gavin Newsom at the time. And, um, we worked with the now attorney general, uh, uh, Senator Bonta on it, um, to try and increase awareness for the the reform. And so it was a great opportunity to learn a lot and and a great opportunity to advocate for folks who don't have the opportunity to produce bail. Yeah. Did the California uh, state legislature ever pass anything on that? The jury's still out on that. I think they're going to attempt to try it again. Uh, there was a, something on the ballot in the last election where they're moving to no money bail in the state of California. And I think that law is on the statutes now. Um, but don't quote me on that. I'm not super sure. Um, but they're still working out the kinks with what no money bail would look like in the state of California. The hard thing is that uh, bail is part of the California's uh, uh, constitution. So it's in the constitution that bail is required, but it doesn't say how the bail is going to be enacted, this and that. So they actually have to change the statute in order to eliminate bail entirely. So they're, what we, what we, what people elected on is kind of like a workaround until they figure things out. That's, at least that's what I believe in my opinion. Yeah, I bet those bail bond companies are fighting that tooth and nail. 
Yeah, I got to meet Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> like, little legit. Like, he was my, uh, they, like, the, the bail people, the bail, the group of the bail bondsmen, they have their own group. And when um, we, we had to go speak to the Judiciary Committee in, uh, about bail reform, and they asked me to speak, and they had Dog the Bounty Hunter like opposite of me trying to advocate for bail. And they were like, so why do we need money bail? And, blah, 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 blah. and, and Dog the Bounty Hunter is, is there and, and there's news cameras and stuff like that. And he walked up right after me. It was like, you know, I appreciate you speaking on this and this and that. And I was like, yeah, you guys need to get rid of bail in the state of California. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And you need to get rid of bail entirely, you know? And then he was like, well, I'm just here, you know, all these different things. But Dog the Bounty Hunter is a small dude with small feet. And he looks very strange <laughs> in real life. Small dude, small feet. He, he looks like he looks like a reincarnation of Yosemite Sam. <laughs> oh man, that's perfect. You kept yeah. going with this um, in 2016, 17, 18. Weren't you a, a columnist over a debug? Uh, is that right? Well, yeah, I did some projects with them. I worked with them on, on a few things. I can't really remember all the stuff I did, but like, yeah, the, I definitely like uh, Debug is a big part of my life. I still support them. Um, they're a great organization working uh, for the common good and people uh, of San Jose. Do you enjoy writing or, or do you enjoy speaking or comedy better? What's what's your preference artistically? Uh, I mean, I like all of it. I, I haven't done much writing. Um, but I definitely enjoy all of those things. Um, I need to get into writing more. When you're in the Silicon Valley, in, in San Jose, one of the things that you'll learn quickly here is that to survive, you kind of have to have two jobs, you know, two or three jobs. So uh, two two jobs and a side hustle. So like, you know, and I'm raising, a, I'm raising a, uh, my son. He's seven years old now. Um, but I got to make sure to, to spend time and make sure that he's good and, and everyone else in my family is good. So, you know, I do that like family first thing and then all the side projects are side projects until I'm able to fully commit to something bigger. You know, when, when, when I'm able to get to the big vision and, and I'm there in that place, you know, all side jobs go away and I make it my main job. But right now, you know, those creative outlets that I have keep me sane. You know, that's that's what it's about, like uh, having that opportunity, you know. Yeah, nothing more important than uh, than family, man. Stay close, stay close to them. I know I lost my wife about uh, five years ago, and boy, it just uh, when they're gone, I mean, it doesn't matter. Wife, child, aunt, uncle, friend. When somebody passes on, uh, it's final, and then you you got to look back and say, hey, I you know I did the right thing with them. I got to know them and supported them, and all of that. So it's great what you're doing with your son. That's the that's so important. Yeah, and. And thank you for telling me that. And, and I know, and I think a lot of people have realized over this pandemic how valuable life is, you know, how valuable the time that you're spending with your people are. That's what it's about. Like we, we need to put in that work. Uh, and we only have a short existence here. The, just because we exist doesn't mean we should take it for granted. And, 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 and that's what the pandemic has kind of taught me, like not taking any of opportunities that I have in my life for granted, like putting the full effort and, and weight and might behind it. Because, you know, you never know um, what thing that you're going to do next is going to be something that'll change your life for the better. And why not push those opportunities out there? So um, yeah, that's what I'm doing now. 
Yeah, that's 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 so important. Just make sure. Um, uh, why don't you give the uh, give the listeners your your spell out your website so they if they want to read about any of these things that uh, that we've been talking about, they can see it. What is your website? Uh, my website is www.mrmrattowalker.com. So mrattowalker.com. Um, check me out. Um, all of my events and stuff that I'm working on or articles or things like that are on there. Um, well, most, well, not all of them, but some things. And then, uh, yeah, we have a big show coming out on May 29th, uh, in at level up San Jose. Uh, it's, it's a, it's like an arcade bar in downtown San Jose, right off of San Salvador and second street. Uh, we're going to do an outdoor show in their back parking lot. Uh, we have uh, uh, Roast Battle Champion, the Comedy Central's Roast Battle Champion, Frankie Castillo headlining. Uh, we got Chris Riggins, a Bay Area comic legend. He's worked with Dave Chappelle. He's worked with Donnell Rollins. Um, we have Pete Munoz. Uh, we have myself. We have Tree Powell. Um, we have Faco. And we have Tyler Standard hosting the show. But as an added bonus, as an added <laughs> bonus, we have DJ legendary uh, bangers crew, DJ Cutso, um, helping us out with the music and the vibe for the show. So it's going to be really fun. It's going to be exciting. Uh, we're looking, we're really looking forward to the show. So this is, is going to be a great, great, great opportunity for everybody to laugh and be outdoors with each other and have a good time. We're at Tier Yellow in Silicon Valley right now. Tier Yellow. They announced it today. So, you know what I'm saying? We could go outside. We could we could touch one another again. I don't know. I might go cough on somebody at McDonald's. Hey. I don't know, man. That's all I know, man, is I'm staying away from that nurse that gave me that shot. She was liable to want me want to hit me with another one. Who knows? Uh-uh. So how's the best shot? <laughs> Actually, I kind of enjoyed it. How how do folks get tickets to 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 the show? Um, we have an Eventbrite, Eventbrite for the show. Um, you just uh, go on Eventbrite and, and and hit up Only Only Laughs, Only Laughs May, and we're right there. Only Laughs May 29th. We're on Eventbrite. You can pick up tickets there. Uh, tickets are twenty five dollars a piece now. Forty dollars at the door. Twenty five nice. to twenty five now. Forty dollars at the door. So hey, pick up your tickets as soon as you can because uh, well, at the door, you know, it's gonna be you. Forty dollars. So, <laughs> and I thought I thought I saw something on Facebook about the about the show too on May 29th. Isn't there? Uh, is that right? Yeah, that's it's on Facebook as well. Uh, we also been advertising heavy on Instagram. So you can, if you want to check out my Instagram, my Instagram is the same as my website, Mister Atu Walker, M R A T O Walker. And on my Instagram, I got a bunch of advertisement that I've been doing this past couple of weeks uh, just for the show. So we're looking forward to we're looking forward to it. It's going to be dope. Yeah, that's, that sounds great. Thanks so much for telling the listeners about that. And uh, too, I just want to tell you, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I, I really appreciate yeah. it. As I say, I've, I've respected you from the, the day I met you and I've got a really good intuition about people. You just seem like a, a great guy. Uh, thank you so much. And so I want to tell all you Lake It Up listeners, thank you so much for listening. I, I love you all and let's Lake It a great day. Be safe, safe, safe. Lake, carry yourself and Bye-bye, you coconuts. I got the lovely bunch of coconuts.
there they are, a standing in a row.